Hello, you lovely person. <laughs> Hello, yourself. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, who are you and where can people find you? Okay, so today and most days I'm Lindsay Watterson and I'm from Neo Walk and we're on the internet and we sell our gorgeous walking sticks. So I saw Lindsay and I was um, at a conference for work and I was going around doing little videos and I saw Lindsay's products and I absolutely love them. So what I want to do is for you to tell us where you are at now, what you do, and then we'll go right back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Okay, so where we are now, we are a, what I would call a rapidly growing business, um, largely because of a lot of the hard work that we do, um, but also because the lovely people out there are actually networking among themselves and showing each other their gorgeous walking sticks, telling each other how great they feel with them, which is is just an absolute gift. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're actually growing quite rapidly. Um, so yeah, we sell our walking sticks on the internet. We don't have a physical shop. That might be something in the future. But we're, we're rapidly expanding, taking on staff, all that kind of thing. And it's a very exciting time to be alive. And it's not just your average walking stick, though. No, there's nothing average about me. <laughs> I've never made anything average. No, then they're not average. They were never going to be. They, they. One of our mottos is we're made to stand out, not to fit in. And that's the, the attitude that we have towards each of our customers. And it's the attitude we have towards our walking sticks. You want to see them because they're amazing. And just like all our customers, they're all amazing. And they are. So I... I was in this conference and I saw quite a lot of your products stacked up. They um, they have lights on, they have bubbles, they're different colours. There was these really nice images, um, people on their wedding day, mm -hmm. um, really special occasions. And there was just such a buzz yeah. around your store. It was yeah. the energy yeah. and excitement. Yeah. And I think that that's something that that's different that certainly we, we were hoping for but we weren't expecting but we've built up this big community around our customers and around what the, the walking sticks that we make and everybody is very keen to share their pictures they're very keen to share their experience some of them are good yeah most of them are good but some of them aren't so good and we, we value all that so that you know they share their opinions um, and, and yeah it's a really lovely uh, area on our social media and on the website to, to, to share your experience with your near walk stick on your instagram as well like the the way that you have um because that's like your shop window isn't it the it way is, that you presented is, yeah. them yeah. is is so beautiful yeah we, we, we're very lucky that we have good photographs we um, we have customers who take they have good taste and they take they take good <laughs> photographs and we're very lucky also that we have a, a really good photographer who is my son um, who comes and takes photos and videos for us for the for the website so fantastic he works for his mother yeah he, he was it was he there no he wasn't no he, he was working elsewhere tell me about the red dresses the red dresses we were the ladies in red yeah. um, we when this was the first time that we'd done a, an exhibition or any kind of, of sort of get together so we designed the stand and when it came to looking at what we were all going to wear because there was a hardcore of like four of us that were going to be on the stand I just felt it, it was made sense not uniform but we all kind of looked like we belonged to the same the same pack so we all had red dresses on the, the two girls the two younger girls had shorter dresses on I went a little bit longer 
longer. Everyone will be pleased to know. And uh, yeah, the the guys in in the in the NEC called us the ladies in red. It looked great. And we, we just became yeah. We saw the you know this. Everybody saw the young girls. Nobody came to see them. <laughs> I have to say there was a queue. There was, there was a queue. That was that was the long queue for the toilet, though, Jenna. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, we 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 pulled it off really well. It was very you never pr- would very have known proud. it was your first one. Mm, very very proud of how we did. It was uh, worked hard. Took a lot of planning, um, a lot a lot of thought about what we would want to see if we were going and turning up, and and the kind of of um, examples and products and, and and all that malarkey. And yeah, we just did what we thought was was best. And so, what feedback do you get from your customers that that find you? And then start to use your products. What? Because I know what I think about your products. Mm. Not a user. Um, you know, I'm not going to buy one of your products, mm. but I would, would. love <laughs> um, to recommend these products. And as I said, that a lot of people who um, follow me are in the health and social care profession. Mm. So I was like, I, I just need more people to know mm. about this. So sorry, the question is the feedback. Sorry, I got carried away no, there. You're, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> fine. The I'm just trying to think because feed. Feedback goes back a long way to when I first made uh, my first walking stick because I made it for myself because I was a walking um, amputee with a prosthetic leg. So I know the reaction that other people have to these walking sticks and I know how it made me feel. And that that was what I wanted to give to other people if I could. And how did it make you feel? Empowered. It made me feel special. It made me feel sexy. It made me feel, and these are all re- repeated words that that we get all the time coming back from from customers even now. So we're talking ten years later um, that they they feel listened to. That someone has actually listened to the the, the the fact that they want they need a walking stick. It's got to be stable. It's got to be functional. But why the hell shouldn't it look nice as well? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what we've done. And the the feedback that comes back is, oh my god, I've been so ashamed of using a, a regular walking stick or an ugly walking stick or a wooden one or a grey one. Call them what you like. I've been so ashamed. There's a lot of stigma surrounding using a mobility aid, no matter what your age. But I imagine when you're younger, so you're talking teens into twenties into thirties. 30s, you know, it, it's a, there's a big stigma around it. Um, and people say, haven't left the house for three years. Now I've got one of your walking sticks. I went out and I felt proud. I went out and people were talking to me. People were asking me where I got my walking stick. They didn't want to know why I was using it. Whereas mm-hmm. previously, that there's a there's a bit of a a, a, a thing in, involving people with disabilities where people feel they've got the right to go up to them and say, what happened to you then? You know, what did you do? What's up with you? What's wrong with you? And it happened to me countless times, still does. Um, and, and I'm not a young person. And it feel, you know, people still feel that they've got the right to come up to me at my age and say, oh, what happened to you then? Um, but yeah, and people talk to them about their sticks and they don't, they don't care why they're using them. They just go, oh my God, your stick's amazing. And w- when you have a disability, that's priceless because someone's actually noticing something else about you. You're not being defined by your disability. It shifts the focus. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, for me, what I got really, really excited about because I can see the barriers um, that we have with communication and I saw this as, ah, I can now talk about your walking stick. I'm not going to say, you know, 
what happened to your leg? Uh, why don't you have any legs? Why have you only got one leg? Like, yep. why, you know, I'm now going to talk about this. And I was also thinking as well, because uh, we've got a puppy, like if the puppy had like chewed the end, I could then say, <laughs> oh, you know, and we, and now we've got dogs and now we can talk about the dogs. Exactly. Um, the colour green and the, the material and things like that. Yeah. And one of the stories that... Um, that the, a family member of mine uh, so this isn't about walking sticks but it is about the the barrier of communication and how important it is that we do find a way so this family member he that there's three of them and one of them had a stroke and he was unable um to talk for a while and then he would learn how to talk go for rehab he would learn how to talk but my um my relative really really struggled to understand mm. and I think due to embarrassment he didn't like to say yeah. excuse me what did you say mm-hmm. I didn't catch that um so he stopped going around to see his friend who'd had a stroke not because he didn't want to spend time with him but because mm. he felt so much embarrassment of having mm. to repeat himself and because his friend had to put in so much more effort mm. to try and communicate so what happened was a third friend w- then would go and the third friend would um, paraphrase. So then after that, once they found a way that they could communicate, mm-hmm. they were going to, um, I was going to say conferences then, what do you call them? Music, festivals, concerts. Mm. Um, they were going to concerts, which wouldn't have happened yeah. if they didn't find a way to communicate. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons why I got so excited because I, I can just see how this can inspire so many conversations just those and mm. I'm, I'm not even saying like like the the concert story on the bus completely it does Do chat it's not an earth-shattering thing just for someone to say well, that's nice isn't it yeah do you know what it's just that it breaks down that barrier that people feel is between between them and the person looking at them um and once that barrier's just come down a little bit that that's when the the conversation starts which i suppose is the same type of thing as as your your friend with the stroke yeah i just honestly i got so excited i got I was so <laughs> so excited um and then looking at all your products looking at the website and we'll put all the links and everything um in the description so that's where you are now that's where we are making bits bits of plastic does that not make you think it's just a piece of plastic but it's just been given a bit of bit of thought but what a life-changing little it's the bit the value of, that you put yeah. onto it though isn't it yeah it's a life-changing piece of plastic and it's it's incredible and it, it still amazes me today um the 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 effect and i again i know because i did it the the difference i felt going out with one of these things was crazy so when did you go from making them for yourself to then Having a, a workshop with office dogs. That oh, started ten years ago. Made my first walking stick in the kitchen in the oven. Don't <laughs> don't splurt. I moulded it round a wine bottle um, to get the curved handle. Okay, worked like a charm. Um, had to empty the wine bottle <laughs> first oh, of all because no. it would have spilt. Come on, <laughs> and I was scared that the the hot plastic was going to break the glass. <laughs> it was just health and safety <laughs> precautions. <laughs> precautions. <laughs> so uh, yeah, ma- made my first one. It was red. It was a bit like this color. And uh, have when, you still got that first one? Do you know? I don't think I have because it was oh, a long no. time ago. Yeah, it was that shaped handle. Went out with it. Walked about with it. 
people were going, oh, like your walking stick. Where where did you get that? And uh, I just, I, I of course, I could hand on my heart. So I made it myself, and you know, like some little crafty home business. You know, I just, I just made made it myself. But I never said that I had a business doing it. And then after a while, there was quite a few people started asking me, you know, where if, if oh, if I could get one of those, I'd get one. I'd, I'd have one of those. And I just thought I'd trip it off the tongue and just see how it felt. And I just said, oh, I've got my own business. And I thought, oh, that actually felt really nice. Not being a business person, not being an entrepreneur at all. Um, and that was where it began. And I'd, I literally had uh, some money, not a huge amount of money, that I had to put into buying the stock to make the things to start with. I started off with about 10 colours. Um uh, with an, another oven, a bit more specialized, specialized <laughs> oven. I wasn't all these wine bottles, like on recycle day, I like <laughs> queued up after the garlic bread. <laughs> Don't turn the oven off, kids. And mama's cooking. <laughs> um, but no, I got myself a, a, a different oven, and uh, yeah, still, uh, still sort of making them the same way that that I did that I did back then, making more of them. And now we have a workshop where we uh, we make them. We have. We have staff, we have five people who actually work and it's just incredible. Amazing. And, and I get a huge buzz out of that as well, being able to, and the team that I've got are incredible. I mean, they, they, I've just been on holiday for a week. They didn't miss me. I don't think they noticed that I'd gone. <laughs> Nothing stopped. It all carried on. That you know, the business just carried on, and I've that. That's a really that's a first for me. Mm-hmm. That actually having that. Um, but yeah, they're 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 just great, and they're so focused, and they're so into what we do they they believe in what we do so it's not just a job it is more than a bit of plastic they know that and they know that every one of these we send out potentially is going to change somebody's life on the end of it and they they really they they're so into it i'm so proud of them i can see why you have such a fantastic team because it's it's so easy to get on board with this mm. and you ship worldwide, is that right? You've got orders coming from all over the world. Every corner of the globe, literally every corner of the globe. There's very few countries we haven't touched now. Amazing. We're getting into the ones that I can't pronounce. <laughs> you know the ones. <laughs> but you hear the addresses and you're putting them down and you think that's a spelling mistake. But it's not, it's just from a foreign country. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we do. We're very, very lucky. And so they're, they're spreading. It's that networking kind of, it's that organic growth. So... Um, one customer was going on holiday to Tasmania. Lindsay, I need a walking stick. I'm going on holiday to Tasmania. There's your walking stick. Two weeks later, we're getting orders from Tasmania. And that's organic growth just because people have talked and said, wow, love your stick. Where did you get that? And that's... I love it. That's it in a nutshell, isn't it? I love it. So that's where you are now. Mm. Growing. Where were you? Where were you? Right from the start, because you have got quite a story to tell. I'm colourful. Yeah, my my CV is very <laughs> colourful. Yeah, I mean you can go back for as far as you want, really. Uh, you can predate when I lost my leg. I I, I trained to be a hairdresser um, lots of years ago, <clears throat> and then I became ill. I contracted a an MRSA infection in hospital during surgery, funnily enough. So I wasn't even awake to argue with them when they gave me it um, in my knee. I was having knee surgery. And uh, yeah, it it was quite catastrophic for me. So that that was in two thousand and seven, and in two thousand and ten, I had my left leg amputated above the knee because it was 
no longer a team player, I would eventually lose it anyway. So I chose uh, an elective amputation because I just, I couldn't bear the suspense. And that seems really strange because people at the time said, oh, it's such an impossible decision. How can you make it? But actually the decision had been made for me when I've been ill and and lost the use of my leg, it, the decision, it was gone then. So it wasn't actually, I mean, it was a big, it was a big decision, but um, it, it allowed me to start making progress again, because all I was looking at was a, a life of slow degeneration to the point where I would lose it anyway. And then I would have to start building myself up again. So off we go that we'll get rid of that. Um, and then I, when, when I became strong enough, I had to start thinking about what I would do for work because I was still only in my mid forties and I would need to earn some money. Um, and I joined an agency called Amputees in Action. Get this. Their motto was, our loss is your gain. <laughs> and I loved that. And I yeah, thought, yeah. I found my people yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So I went and worked with them for a few years doing live action casualty simulation made, made up like I'd just been in a bomb explosion or train wreck or airplane crash, you name it. I, I did every kind of simulation and my leg would be looked to make it to make it look as though it had just been blown up and I got to squirt blood in people's faces and um, oh I, I it had the greatest time it was great I made people vomit I made people cry <laughs> uh yeah it was it was it was great fun but then this this email came through from them saying the Olympic committee are looking for 40 people to um a, a, with any disability to work at height for the opening ceremony for the Paralympics, London 2012. That's all we know. Do you want the gig? Of course I said yes, because I, I'll I, work it out later. I knew nothing about anything. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I need the money. Just I'll do anything. <laughs> Hence the stripping as well. That, that's another story. Um, and yeah, and I, I went to, I ran away with the circus and became a circus performer in London for six months to train for the Paralympics. Um, and I performed in the opening and closing ceremonies, doing yeah. some amazing things. I got to do this fabulous thing with Coldplay in the closing ceremony. Was that with the motorbike? That was with the motorbike, yeah, where I, I sort of flew across the stadium underneath a, a motorbike. I, I, was, I was on a trapeze. Yeah, yeah. These things were, it was my mother who was in the audience. She nearly had a coronary and, <laughs> oh, it was just, it was the best night. It was really great. And then I, I was fortunate to teach circus after that, travelling uh, to Brazil and, and teaching and doing other performances all over the place. So very lucky that that carried on but always knew that it wouldn't because older lady dodgy joints it was always the the offers were always going to dry up um but in between times i did a bit of acting as well and i i played a, a one-legged stripper in a movie with jack whitehall called yeah. bad education the movie i played peggy sue the one-legged stripper who was a really rubbish stripper so <laughs> as quick as peggy sue could take her clothes off the audience was throwing them back at her <laughs> so i didn't actually get to take anything off and my my gorgeous father at the time who was who was with us then um told everybody that i was a prostitute <laughs> very proudly then she's a prostitute have you got one of those um what is it, is it imbd accounts imdb imdb you will find me on imdb <laughs> yeah i am on there and I play. I, I I was in Doctors as well, which was the pinnacle of my career, um, BBC Doctors. But uh, yes, yeah, so I've done some funny, funny, funny things. Um, and just to confirm, that came after these opportunities were after oh, your after amputation. My amputation, all after. Could you have 
foreseen any of that? No. The, the person that I was, the Lindsay before the amputation, A, would never have looked for those opportunities, would never have thought she could achieve them, didn't have the confidence. Um, yeah, she. I, I would love, I said this the other day to somebody, I would love to just meet her now and and see, because I don't think either of us would recognise each other. I really don't think we would. And it sometimes takes something life-changing like that and it but it, and it can be anything um that that just tips you over into a uh we've got to live this life and i think that that did it for me uh i've gone on and done some silly things um but i've on, i've gone on and i've achieved some what what i'm proud to put on my cv mm-hmm. yeah my, my colorful cv yeah and then i, I say i always knew the these opportunities would dry up and that in the future because I was still making walking sticks all this time I never gave up making sticks it was always just like a little hobby business um I always knew that it would be my main focus and uh, yeah three years ago I made it my absolute main focus and the eye focused mm-hmm. on it and the you know the social media and the, and the hours and yeah here, here we are and I, I just love it were you um, when you were a hairdresser were you employed or were you self-employed then i just finished training oh okay ne- never got the chance ne- never i was got wondering the if the like business experience had come from that no. no never got the chance had i carried on 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 my sort of career trajectory i may well have opened my own salon and and learned that the business side of things because i'm not an entrepreneur i wasn't born like this i mean i'm just learning it as i go along i really um i mean i've always been crafty i've always been handy uh but i never really thought that would get me to where i am but just goes to show you 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 know you your dream can become your your reality your hobby can become your hobby can become (laughs) all this this you know 24 7 focus of, of your attention and, and your designing all the time and thinking of ideas and it's it's just a fabulous way to way to live and that was another reason why I wanted um, to invite you onto the podcast because I just think it's such an inspirational story like I didn't know anything about you um I, I didn't know about your walking sticks but then the more I looked into like what you've done and what you've achieved um so it wasn't just for like the walking sticks and the communication side but also how much you've achieved and it doesn't appear that you've let things get in your way i'm not saying there's not been down days mm. um yeah. but you, you've not let things go in way it get in your way and just kind of grabbed opportunities mm. and learned along the way yeah very early on i learned that um i could do anything i would just do it a little bit differently so i learned to this is all post amputation crazy how you can suddenly just wake up and start living how old were you then when you had i was 42 when you had the amputation yeah yeah so i i learned to ski sit ski uh i've ridden horses again which i never ever thought that i would do again i used to have horses lots of years ago so i've ridden horses again um i've been husky um, husky dog sledding i've 
swimming, um, diving. I learned to dive. I got my paddy license. I've just I've rode a camel. You, I've done this. I've you, you know so much. Done done. The You're circus. one of these people who, when when you go to a bar and you start having a conversation, it's like, yeah, I've done that. You don't. And I've done that. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to sit next to me. You really don't. <laughs> oh no, I must have a more exciting no, story than Lindsay. No, I must. No, I must. No, but I've just you know I've been so lucky that. It, it, it's double-edged. I've been lucky, but I've been open to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what you you attract a lot a lot yourself. Um, so I, I've been very lucky that these opportunities have come my way. But I did go out looking. You've for also them. taken the risk as well. Yeah, taken the risk. You know, I've I've definitely um, made myself more open to trying scary things. I was just mentioning to you before. We've got this pop-up shops in in the metro centre in in November. Absolutely bricking it over that because I don't know whether that's going to work. Haven't got a clue. We did the exhibition. Didn't have a clue whether that was going to work. It was a big investment of money for, you know, for, for us to make. So it's just, yeah, just being, being open and, and just hoping that people will support, keep on supporting you. We're very lucky that, that people do. And when things don't go quite so well, mm. how do you recover from that? How do you get back on it how do you get back into that positive mentality of moving forwards i sulk Mm -hmm. i sleep um that's generally how i approach most things pain included i sleep a lot if i'm in pain i just have to switch off can't uh, just can't if i'm in a lot of pain just have to clock off and then hope that my mind is reset when i wake up generally speaking it it does um i'm quite lucky with that um and you just remind yourself again that you're very lucky to be where you are and one little step back uh, doesn't make it, uh, it's, you know, it's just a bad day, it's not a bad life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, and I think it's good to know what your process is as well, mm. what you need. Mm. Um, it, it's, not, it's not me anymore, but when I used to have hangovers, I used to have, and this sounds awful, um, a glass of Coke, a glass of milk and an orange juice. And I'd say to Rob, like, babe, I need, I need this. I need, like, I, I can't worked. stand up. Until, yeah. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was my process. That was what I needed. I, yeah. I was fully aware of it. Was that the order? I'm just imagining the milk curdling. <laughs> I know. When I tell people, they're like, uh, uh. yeah, but it, it was. Um, and now, to be honest, I don't drink that much because I get such bad hangovers yes. that nothing works. Um, but I was aware of my process and... Um, something really shitty happened to me where um, there was an ex-boyfriend who I actually found in bed with another woman and we were splitting up mm-hmm. I was actually going around to pick up my stuff um, so you could say well you, you could do that it's not cheating but it was, it was disrespectful and um, he wanted me to find him like that was his whole oh, yeah. intention Yeah. and so I turned up to get my stuff and um, no effort had been made to hide anything mm-hmm. and I went upstairs and I, I'd been kidding myself on because I saw a pair of shoes and I thought, maybe there is nuns. <laughs> and then I saw the, the coat on the banister. I'm like, oh, I don't think that's his nuns. And then I got upstairs and, and they were there. And um, he just said, morning, Jen. Yeah. Morning, Jen. And I was like, well, this is a bit awkward, isn't it? So I left because I didn't want him to see how upset I was. Right. Um, he had just got a new car i do my only regret is that i didn't kind of ping the wiper blade off or anything i was gonna say just no, tell me that you did i didn't i didn't that's my only regret um and then i decided because i was like 
really, really upset about that. But I decided that I, so let's, I think it was in the March, I was not going to be upset about that in the September. Mm. So why would I be upset about it in April, in May, Mm. in June? Mm. So I gave myself a week of a pity party. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was pure miserable. I had whatever I needed, you know, if I needed chocolate or pizza or whatever, I allowed myself to have all those feelings, Mm -hmm. not try and like mask them. And then... I wasn't upset. That's part of it, though, isn't it? Where you actually have to, you allow yourself to do that. Because instead of telling yourself that you shouldn't, mm-hmm. but why shouldn't you? you? You should feel all those feelings and you've got to work your way through them to get out the other side. Um, and I think that's a shame when people say, you you know, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel a certain way. Of course you should. Yeah, they might not feel that. Quite right. If it was the same situation, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you can't feel that. You see, anybody else would have squatted on his bonnet and weed in his engine bay. Honestly, I was like, I was so mad, um, but I just didn't want a reaction because that was that was what he wanted. Yeah, I, I do I, wish I just 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 tweaked it a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit of damage. Um, no, nothing You're too, too nice. Well, when. Um, because Rob was my, my first podcast guest, so I said about that. But when, we, when we'd when we split up, kind of going off on a tangent here, but when we'd split up, I was so mad. Mm. I was so mad at him. Mm. I sent him glitter 18 months after we split up. So he had one of those glitter bombs at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mad I was. I like that. I like that. And I bet it took ages to clean up. <laughs> and he was so mad. And... Um, I wasn't like friends with him on social media or anything at that time. And um, my friend sent me the screenshot of like, who? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Little old gun in his hair and in his mouth. and I did confess that it was me before we got back together. Um, but yeah, that's how mad. That's how mad I get. I send glitter 18 months later. That's pretty good. That's a long grudge. 18 months. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to give the game away mm. and I just didn't want to do anything impulsively. Mm. <laughs> well, no, you couldn't be accused of being impulsive 18 months after. But yeah, that was the best £20 I think I've spent. That's really, really good. I, yeah. I like that. So yeah, knowing your process, yeah. knowing... Um, and yeah, like you say, having those feelings, because um, I think if you were to hold them in, build them up, then it's going to, you're going to need an outlet somewhere. Yeah, completely. It festers if you don't, if you don't let it out. So yeah, things go wrong. <clears throat> I do. I sulk. I'm not ashamed to say I'm a bit of a sulker, uh, but I'm quiet, quiet with it. And I do just tend to bury my head. I've got um, eye masks mm-hmm. that I put on. So underneath my eyes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not but to the world, I just look like I'm <laughs> drifting into beautiful sleep. Um, yeah, and you, you've just got to let yourself do it and get over it and, you know, reset the next day and, and start again. Yeah. And it's, it's important. It is. It was just a bad day, not a bad life. Yeah. And recognise that that is your experience. Yep. It's not your partners or your friends or your children. So like less of the projection. Yeah. This is mine. Exactly. What are um, the biggest lessons? So you've gone into business, you're wrapping plastic around wine bottles. (laughs) What has been your biggest learning? The business side of it. Because I never knew any of it. You know, when I was at school, I'm 55 now. And when when I was at school, girls weren't encouraged to go into business. 
as a as a family home, I wasn't particularly encouraged to go into it. It was nursing. It was all that kind of thing that 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 my age, my generation, were encouraged to go into. Plus, I came from a family of nurses. Um, but no, I was never encouraged to to do any anything like that. Didn't study it. Didn't there were there wasn't really business classes at school. You could go on to university and study it, but I never did. So that has been a real that has been a massive learning curve for me. Learning all the the business side of it. Um, the the budgeting, the how to keep a business running without it going well, 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 crash. You know, you've you've got to to ride out the ups and downs, and it's all stock management. And um, now we're into wages because these people come to work and they they expect me to pay them, oh. <laughs> even though they say, "Oh, it we love it here." It doesn't feel like work, and I said, "I won't bloody pay you then." <laughs> um, but yeah, they expect paying, and it's it's you know it's. It's just been a real, a real learning curve. But I've loved that part of it because it sat, that satisfies my brainy bit, whereas I've got the designy side of it to satisfy my designy bit. You know, you know all this stuff. There's a half that does one bit and a half that does the other, isn't there? Yeah, I'm just uh, my my next question was, what is your strength? Because I know that with me and Rob. Um, I am the, I'll pirouette into a room and I'll be like, right, this is the next big thing. Yes. This is the idea. And then I'll leave and then he'll have to get a spreadsheet out. And um, that's that's his superpower spreadsheet. It's mm. like, I, I cannot do anything to do with that. I can't do numbers. My sister does numbers. My sister, does, she's our finance department. She does numbers. I can ask her for words now and again because I've got to a certain age where I'm type, 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 type. I need a word, ladies. <laughs> and then I give them a clue as the type of word I'm after and then they shout me a word. Thank you. And I carry on typing. Um, so I'm, I'm good with words. I love words. So hence the blogs and, and all the, the website kind of stuff and the social media. Love all that. And the designing, the colour, the making, I, you know, that's my that's my, my passion. And thinking up things that other people might want and thinking up things that I would want and just hoping that they're the same things that they would want. Uh, but yeah, I love, I love all that. So I'm, de I'm, that's my stronger side. Numbers, you can keep them. <laughs> give me the words, give me the colours. And I'm How happy. do you come up with the design ideas? Because um, obviously these ones are, you know, this one with the swirly pattern inside is very different to the glitter. Yeah. How, how have you got a, like an idea in your head of what it's going to look like or do you a lot of experimenting is it requests i very much wanted that that's the one with the with the glitter inside i very much wanted that um that was just because i love anything that sparkles so we have that in a, a silver and a gold version because you can never have enough colors of <laughs> glitter can you if silver's good then two's better um but the other the others are really just colors that i take from what I would like to see in my hand, things that, oh, I've got a dress that colour. Oh, gosh, I could really use a stick that colour. I'll make that colour. Uh, it's And, you know, pastel colours were very big this year. Um, and we, we ask people, It's you know, we, we, we are as simple as that. We will go on social media and say, how's about it, guys? Would you like this colour? If you had these two colours, which one would you like? You know, do you like green? Do you like... And just we ask people. It's as simple as that. And that sounds really simple, but I do think a lot of people fall at that hurdle. Yeah. It was something that the first time I did it, I thought people are going to think, oh, God, how unprofessional is she? She has no she idea what, she, what she's doing. She what is she what doing? doing. It's only a colour woman. <laughs> pick one. Um, You're the expert, I not know. me. <laughs> um, but then, you know, when you've rattled off 
20 colours and you're looking at the next five, you think, I've done quite a few greens, done a few pinks, done a few, you know, what type of thing would you like? And people love the, the ones, the fun ones with patterns in as well, you know, with the bubbles in and the lines in the, you know, they, they, they love those. I think people just want something different, you know, and I'm just the person to give it to them. I really am. <laughs> and yeah, and I think asking people, yeah. because... You know, being creative, it takes up so much energy mm. and to be able to pass that on to your customers, it helps get new ideas. Mm. It takes a little bit of pressure off yourself as well. It does. And when they see that you've then put their suggestion yes. into production... Exactly. How amazing. Yeah. Well, we even let them name them. Oh, okay. We um we, we do a, a multicolored glitter one and we did a, a competition where some, someone could name the, the, the stick. That was great fun. We got some hilarious <laughs> names. <laughs> How did you pick a winner? Did you of, like some of them couldn't be uh, couldn't be public. Yeah, the watershed ones. <laughs> Very much so. Personal names. Um <laughs> yeah, we picked the one we liked. And so the multicolored one was called Funfetti, um, and that, that yeah, I just loved that. As soon as I saw it, it was just That's yeah, it had the to one. be Funfetti. But we have such great fun naming all the sticks. They've all got names. All I didn't realise that. Bella, That's named after one of the puppies. Uh, <laughs> DNA, because it looks yeah, like DNA. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, you're I a see nurse. It. Think back, think back. DNA, but in our world, it stands for Do Not Ask. Like, do not ask me shit about anything because i don't want to talk to you <laughs> dna do not ask cosmopolitan looks like the color of a cosmo <laughs> starry sky um that's named after my the puppy sky uh, laser lemon we've got all sorts we've just got so i love naming them i have great great fun naming them we've got this yellow one solid yellow one called rubber ducky it's the same <laughs> color as your cable there it had to be rubber ducky yeah absolutely so we have great fun yeah but that's a collective thing as well that's the whole team we all sit around with a cup of tea and we'll just shoot names around and and we shoot ideas around and you know everybody's got uh, got something to everybody's got something to give more than they thought they had yeah and that's that's the great thing to actually pull that out of people and to let them contribute in a way that they they hadn't and it's all valued you know i, I really value value our guys um but yeah the, i mean the dogs are a big part oh, everybody knows the dogs team neo walkies <laughs> everybody knows them sometimes i have to put out a general apology for people who get dog hairs in their boxes <laughs> Because Buddy's like this big bear, this big black bear, um, and his hair just gets everywhere. So sometimes pe people get them in their boxes. So I just put out a general apology. But do you know what? So the two things are coming to mind. One, I wanted to ask you about um, your learnings on social media. And also what you've just said then about the dog hair. You know, that's, that's very real life. It's And I think people... Because there's so much, um, you know, Instagram versus reality and like, you know, the, the Instagram lifestyle is just not real. It's not real. No. And I think people have got this real hunger just for someone who's yeah. just... Yeah, real. Oh. And, it, and it's me. Yeah. So when, when I say this was made by Lindsay, it probably was. And that's me. So when you write an email, it's me that reads it. When you write a snotty one, it's me that reads it. And it's me that replies back to you. Um, yeah, it's it's me. And I will go on um, social media and talk about my experiences because I'm very lucky to have this, this position where I am part of the community that I serve as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a disabled 
entrepreneur in a disabled community with a disability and it's a really privileged position to be in because you do get to to be invited into corners of people's lives that I think other creators probably wouldn't um, and it, it's a real it's a real privileged position um, and I that yeah I, I love it and I am I am real they'll see me in my pajamas through Covid they know that I made all their sticks in my pajamas and I'm not ashamed to say that you know and there's a dog air as well <laughs> <laughs> And a biscuit wrapper as well, because I was having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> I was sulking. I was. <laughs> Is there anything that you um, would like people to say to you or stop saying to you um, about your disability or maybe in, when you're in a wheelchair? Are there any interactions that you have where you're like, I, don't know, I just wish people would stop saying that or I wish people would stop doing that? Just... You know, sometimes you don't know what you're doing until people yeah, make you aware yeah, of it. Yeah. You know, funnily enough, I've got this great ability to make people forget that I'm even disabled. Because um, from this bit up, um, I look perfectly, as a lot of people with disabilities do, look perfectly fine. Um, I, there's a blog I write about that where I made a new friend um, and had to shy off coffee with her the week after by messaging her saying I've got to go and pick up a new leg and she said who is this she hadn't even noticed I was in a bloody wheelchair never mind that I only had one leg you know she said I'm so sorry I had no idea because we were just sat having you know you were wearing like, a t-shirt like, that says I've only got one leg <laughs> with a big arrow <laughs> lost this one yeah careless um, so maybe, maybe I kind of wish that people would remember that I am sometimes and that I that I do know what they're obviously I don't know what a particular individual is feeling but I know a hell of a lot about disability I know a hell of a lot about pain and th the loss and the grief of disability about losing things and I sometimes think people forget that or maybe they never even knew it so if they do come a little bit on the you know oh Lindsay you know you you, you don't possibly understand and I've got this and I've got that and I think yeah, I, I don't, not your particular, but I do, I do know where, where you're coming from. But sometimes so maybe I wish people would remember that, that I am. But apart from that, no, I have some amazing conversations with my customers. Absolutely amazing. I've met some of them. I've travelled to go and meet some of them. Um, yeah, I mean, they're incredible people. We're taking one of our lovely um, ladies to the dinner on Friday with oh, fantastic. us. We're taking her along because she's been a big supporter of ours on Instagram and so we're taking her along to say thank you and meet the team. Oh, I love that. And enjoy the party. So yeah, I, 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 you know, we met some incredible people. Yeah. Do people tend to buy them for themselves or do they buy them as gifts? Do, can you buy it as a gift? You can buy it as a gift. Or do you like because there's a, there's a part on your website the measurements yeah if um if you don't know their measurement you can buy a long one and cut it yourself got you um hacksaw teeth <laughs> you know they just nibble a bit off the end um or if you can sneak the measurement of a stick mm -hmm. they've already got you can buy the but yeah we, we, we do we do a lot of them for gifts but no people just treat themselves We've got people who've got 20 different colours. You know, they're, they're just collectible. They're very collectible and Moorish, I think. Because you word. collect glasses as well, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Lindsay has come on. And um, so I haven't interviewed... Um, do you know what? My husband wears glasses, actually. That's a lie. But I think because your glasses were, were bigger... 
the the lights reflect. Yeah, yeah. Rob's um, they're tiny. Rob's he's only got like little rectangle ones. Can't even get them on. So I was like, Linda, like everything about you, but just change. (laughs) Come off. Yeah, just no. I I was wearing a red boiler suit when I came in, and she said, "Put that on." (laughs) No, no. When I'm taking pictures in the house, I I always get a glare in my glasses. So I, I, I do love glasses, and I have a ridiculous amount. I was just going to ask you, do you know how many? Mm, maybe <laughs> we can beep it out for the husband <laughs> yeah i just got a delivery today <laughs> half a dozen more pair i had a sleepless night on friday night and you know I, I i was in a lot of pain couldn't sleep and it was just it i felt it very soothing so that's how i how i manage pain as well like but i don't spend a lot of money on them i literally they're like 20 pounds so it's not it's not an expensive hobby uh but yeah i've got about 40 pairs <laughs> but it's a fun one. I love them. I've got so many, and you can change you just the, the whole way your face looks just by putting a pair of pair of glasses on. I, I love them, and pe- I forget that I've got a crazy pair on, and I'll see people looking at me, <laughs> and then someone will go, oh, "I love your glasses," you know. And it's the same thing as these. It's just a, it's a, an opening. It's a barrier. It's a, oh my god, they're amazing. Look at them, and I'll have to take them off and go, "Yeah, they are." Aren't they? And I forgot which <laughs> I forgot ones I'm yeah. wearing. Um, yeah, but I love them. I saw a lady today, and um, oh my gosh, her dress was beautiful, and it was. It was so swishy. Mm. <laughs> and she had, uh, it was like per- um, pinky purpley flowers and then she had pink shoes. And um, and I- I've met her like a few times. We don't, she probably doesn't know my name. But like, I said, oh, I love your shoes and your dress. Just yeah. so swishy. Yeah. And um, yeah, do you know what? I I feel good saying that, passing I, that compliment on. I do that a lot. And she smiled, so mm-hmm. I think it made her feel okay. Yep, completely. I do that a lot. And, you know, that's just something that we can do for each other as, as ladies and girls. We, we can just big each other up and make each other feel good. I, the, the, we, we were at a hotel um, last weekend. We were on holiday and there was clearly a wedding going on. There was a lady walked through the lobby in a in a green silk jumpsuit and it took my breath away. I actually went, oh, like this. And I, li- I had to go up to her and say, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was the outfit she was wearing for the wedding. I think it was just like, oh, I'm changing in a bit. I like, you know, like this. Oh, and I, <laughs> so it's just gorgeous. But I, I, I like doing that. You know, yes. I like to big, big people up. Yeah, I do. I, I, I really, really do. And I'm... I don't necessarily give compliments um, on a on a regular basis, mm. but I do make sure if I have um, so if I'm at the petrol station or at the cashiers mm. or you know I'm at a restaurant with a, a waiter or a waitress, I will always always speak to them, mm. ask them questions about them and how mm. their days go in. Mm. So I've on one occasion received a compliment and I no that's a lie I've, I've, I've received two you make it sound like you've only ever had one compliment no no by a complete stranger oh right I was going to say your so, husband needs to bring his game up a bit doesn't he <laughs> so one was uh, I'd forgot about that until, until now actually one was in Edinburgh uh, when I was a student and I had this guy run across the road and says I've just got to say mm-hmm. you just walked across there so elegantly I don't think I've ever done that before mm. ever and I, I don't think I've done it again wow um and then the the, the one that I, would, I had remembered that I was going to say was um so I don't like my legs I've mm. got um cellulite stretch marks I've got these horrible blue veins on the back of my knees I've got a scar on my on my right leg 
and um, kind of avoided. And I've got fat knees as well. <laughs> I had to send a pair of jeans back because my, my knee fat, <laughs> they were ripped jeans. My knee fat kind of like fell out of them. And um, yeah. so I didn't send them back. I, I took them back to the lady and she's like, was everything all right with me? I was like, yeah, they were, they were fine. It's just it's me. It's my, my knee fat. <laughs> um, so I, I don't wear shorts. No. And then I just decided, do you know what? So I think being a nurse and trying to take things, uh, not take things for granted mm -hmm. and seeing people when, so for me, it was like more towards the end of life. Mm. And then really thinking like, what's important? Where should my priorities be? Yeah. And a blue vein on the back of my leg yeah. is not the end of the world. No. I have legs yeah. that work yeah. and I should be really, really grateful for these. Yeah. So now I I do wear shorts. Good. And on this day, this is the first day that I dared um, go to the supermarket. So I'd been to Hot Pod Yoga. So I do wear shorts because it's dark. Mm -hmm. And I thought, <laughs> right... I'll go. I need to go to the supermarket. I'll go. And yeah. I did. And I, I was getting some feta. And this lady came up to me. She says, I've just got to say, you just look so cool. And that was the first day that I decided, no, I'm not like not doing it anymore. And it just made me feel yeah. great. <clears throat> it made me feel great. Like she didn't comment about the shorts or anything like that. Nothing to do with the shorts. Mm. But hearing that from someone else like she didn't need to say that no but she felt driven to yeah 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 and being on the receiving end of that was really nice yeah and it made again it made me feel good thinking about all the times i've maybe made people feel yeah, like that yeah. and it can turn someone's day around doesn't it what did you think of your ankles? Because you never mentioned them <laughs> my ankles are okay although there is like one stray hair you know like that you forget and it gets dead along <laughs> No, I get them on my chin. Oh, it's my ankle. Just it must be the light, and I just don't see it all the time until it's like really, really long. Um, yeah, my ankles are okay actually. That's good. I'm happy. My you, ankle game is strong. You, you didn't mention your ankle. Is is my knee? Maybe it's because I can't see them because my knees are so fat. Just imagine if you fall over, you're not going to really hurt yourself out here because I can laugh because I've got one leg and it's it's got a fat knee, and I've got a, a bunion on my only big toe. That's how much God doesn't like Some me. Some people have all the luck, don't we? Bunion, fat knee. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned pain before. So we've gone from a funny subject to, to something quite serious. Um, did you experience pain before your amputation? And do you experience phantom limb pain? Mm, yeah, I um, before the 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 surgery, I, I had osteoarthritis, <clears throat> so my my knee was deteriorating to a point where I was hardly able to to walk. I was in a lot of pain. Um, it was quite early onset um, arthritis, so which was why they were doing the knee replacement, which is when they gave me the gift of MRSA. Um, so yeah, I did have pain before beforehand a lot a lot of pain, um, and I do feel phantom pains. Um, I don't feel the knee pain that I had before the surgery which I think is quite good because quite sometimes you, your your body is so used to the memory of the pain and your brain is so powerful and it doesn't allow you to forget it and it just keeps sending those pain signals down there but I don't get any knee pain which is really good but I do get phantom sensations if you, if you like so sometimes my my invisible leg which I call it my invisible leg um, it feels like it's there but it can feel like it's wrapped around the back of my back 
or it can feel like it's shoved through the bed and it's on the floor or it can feel like it's bent. It can feel like it's being electrocuted. I've got a really good imagination. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the, the scene where James Bond is getting electrocuted and he's literally going like that. I, I get shocks that make me jump out of my skin and they can go on for days, days Gosh. and days. So I, I do I do get those. Um, but, I, you know, I'm getting older and other bits of me are dropping off and, and cracking and breaking to bits. And I've got bits of my back fused and my shoulders knackered. And that, so there's other bits of me that I mean, it's still intact here, you see. Mm-hmm. All appear. It's all well, appear. she says that. Looking after this bit. <laughs> Keep looking after that. Keep eating your fish. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I do experience. Um, Does anything, like, just thinking about, um, you know, you, feeling like it's wrapped around um your back Mm. do you kind of unwrap it in your mind Mm, i just take meds i just take drugs yeah i can't fight it i tried very early on i tried not to take drugs for it because they say that if once you start taking the drugs for it then you become dependent on them and you may never get off them and then i may 10 years later still taking them because i just can't and i i I reduce the dose periodically to see how i'm doing Mm -hmm. um and i have managed to reduce the dose quite significantly actually but i don't think i'll ever come off them and i'm fine with that and as long as i keep taking them it just helps to uh helps to combat the the sensations it's a really it's a really strange thing because you know my leg has never been wrapped around my back so i don't even know what it fe- would feel like mm. but my brain seems to think that it knows yeah. <laughs> this is what i'm doing to you today um it's it's very powerful you, you, your brain very powerful but yeah i i creak and i and i feel pain and i have days where i i can't move literally i have a lot of neck pain you know just bits of bits of stuff like that so i, I take drugs and i so can I sleep? <laughs> so why do you carry on all of this, mm. all of these difficulties that you face? Yet um, you're laughing, smiling. You know your energy. The, honestly, the energy. <laughs> if you could bottle that up at the conference and then take it to your pop up shop, know, sprinkle yeah. it around the I night know. before. Like how? What is your motivation? I don't know how to stop. I don't know how, I don't know where the fight ends. And not every day is a fight. God, mm-hmm. That's dramatic. Not every day is a fight. Um, but some days really are. We can but get that on a t-shirt I don't as well. Know, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> TM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the, the fight ends, really. It doesn't, doesn't, you do, but what's the other option? I don't want to just sit. If I just sat, um, and I would... I would just be swallowed up by by the the misery and the thought of just degeneration because that that was what I couldn't stand when I'd been poorly <clears throat> but I still had my leg and all I was doing was looking towards that degeneration and losing it I just couldn't I couldn't cope with that I need progress I need mm-hmm. to see moving on moving up the hill moving or down the road or you know I, I just need to keep feeling that um and I don't know what that is I probably get it from my mum um my dad I hope I've tried to show that to my kids they're very they're very similar similar to me they 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 you know keep going 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 but yeah I don't know how to stop was there a corner that you turned or was that the attitude from the amputation? That that was, everything changed for me. I don't think, well, I wouldn't know me. I, I mean, she wouldn't be here 
she wouldn't speak the the Lindsay that I used to know um no she she wouldn't so no it, it everything changed really when i when i became ill and had the and there was a period of 3 years between being ill and and having my leg amputated where i i i convinced myself that this wasn't going to improve um because it wasn't a snap decision uh you know so, so I, I had to be confident in my head that i was making the right choice and i did and i gave it 3 years i saw nothing but getting worse mm-hmm. um i thought well that, you know that's it that's time it's not a team player um and everything kind of changed at, at that point where where i was ill um and that that was the kind of fight of my life so far um actually pulling myself around from from that but uh, yeah i love a challenge love a challenge kick the other leg and see, <laughs> see how long it takes me to get back up <laughs> and speaking of a challenge dragon's den oh my god i forgot about that yeah <laughs> dragon's den so tell us about oh, that christ on a bike yeah um my daughter that's ri- that's a risk you're not just risking you know doing things and letting your family know or mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. Going on telly. Oh, in France. I don't know anything about France. No. Sorry, we'll talk about Dragon's Den first and then Dra- we'll end on France. Dragon's Den. Um, my daughter dared. No, they, she didn't dare me. She kind of dared me. Was wine involved? Mm, years ago. <laughs> Did you know that they phone people and say, would you like to be on Dragon's Den? No. I got a phone call lots of years ago. I'd only been running the business about a year and I thought it was one of my customers having a joke with me. Hello, I'm a producer from Dragon's Den. Would you like to be on that one? Yeah, right. Because that's how it works, um, and it was actually no. I really am a producer, and we're always we're always scouting. We've for... got another one who doesn't believe us. <laughs> yeah. We're always scouting for interesting businesses and interesting people, and oh, you come and knocked on this door, then you know. Um, and I I followed the process through a little bit because I felt very flattered. Um, didn't need any money. I was so new at the business thing; it was still just finding my feet, um, and then pulled out at the last minute. Um, but it was always there. They wanted me. Mm-hmm. Mm, they, you know, they they wanted me. And anyway, Hannah said, you know, do you not think it's about time that you had a go? Is it not time? Is it your time to to have a go? So I did. Um, terrifying, utterly terrifying. When you consider some of the things that I've done, it was yeah, Deborah Meaden. When those doors open. And she's right in front of you and she's just gunning for you. I mean, she, she's, she's the smiling assassin. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she's nice, nice, nice. And then she's not. Um, and it was terrifying. It really was. But uh, pleased I did it. Um, nothing bad happened from it. I didn't get any finance. But at that point, I wasn't awfully concerned that, that yeah, I didn't massively need the money. It, was a, it would have been a big jump into another kind of area if I had got the finance. Um, and it, it's been good. I was never more in touch with the business because you had to go through it with the fine tooth comb and know your oh, numbers, okay. know everything. You had to know it forwards, backwards, in every language, literally. it was, uh, And I was never more in touch. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence as well. But yeah, it was super scary. It's amazing. Like I say, that is such a risk. And I think that um, um, b- before we started filming, I was saying that very often people 
don't even try because they're worried about failure or embarrassment. Mm. And I think, you know, to really put your, you, you didn't just put yourself out there. Like you really, really put yourself out there. You put yourselves in people's living rooms. I did. Um, it was a huge risk to take. And I did. How exhilarating to have done it. And- it was. And, and I would do it again tomorrow, even given everything that we had to go through beforehand. And, you know, that the, the, the afterwards I would do it again tomorrow. It, it was great fun. Um, like I say, it, it put me really in touch with what the business was doing, which was so overdue <laughs> as a business person. It was well overdue to, to really go into it in that depth. Um, but yeah, I would do it again tomorrow. Even when Deborah Meaden told me to shut up. <laughs> shut up, Lindsay. You do go off on a tangent. You think you go off on a tangent. That's what she said to me. <laughs> and I was like, really, Deborah? <laughs> And they didn't put that bit in. They, they were very kind. I was in there for an hour. Um, they were very kind with the edit. They didn't put anything controversial in. They didn't. Not that much controversial controversy happened, but you know, she did tell me to shut up, and she did try and trip me up a couple of times. But I just kept my cool and talked slowly and just kept breathing. And uh, yeah, they didn't put any of the really interesting stuff in. Oh, so they, they made me look a little bit. I thought I looked a bit vanilla. Oh, hmm. just sprung to mind then, because I was going to say, did she treat you any differently because you're in a wheelchair? No, and definitely not. Th- th- that was my mm. kind of knee-jerk question. But the second question was, um, do people speak to your um, partner over you? Mm. Yeah. Mm. She didn't make me take my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> no, people do. They say, can, can she get out of her chair? And Richard will say... No, ask her. You know, literally, I'm not with her. <laughs> just ask her. I'm just and following I've, her. And I've had the, you know, does she know a pin number? And <laughs> you get the the whole shoulder tilt, and it's just like really don't patronise me. There was a lady came up to me yesterday. You we were talking about saying nice things to people. But, um, this happens occasionally, not not a huge amount. Um, Richard was getting coffee, and I was, you know, the motorbike thing that I mm-hmm. and I, I fight with it because it's like. It's like an out-of-control shopping trolley. It just... Honestly, so we met around the corner <laughs> and Lindsay says, I'll, I'll beat you. And you did. I did. <laughs> you, could, you could have lapped me. It goes like the clappers. I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> Teen chops flapping in the, you know. It's like an extension, isn't it? It onto is. Onto the, the it's, chair. Yeah, it's a firefly. And getting it on and off. It's Honestly, it's like a, it's like a, a, an old shopping trolley. And I, I wrestle with it. And we were in a, a shopping centre yesterday and I was clearly wrestling with it. And this lady came over and said, do, do you need a hand? And I just said, no, actually, I'm all right. But thank you. For offering mm-hmm. i really appreciate it because i think also sometimes people are scared of asking people with disabilities if they want help when mm. did that happen i missed that happening you know when is it wrong to ask somebody if they just need a hand and i think that shame on the people who have made people feel bad yeah. for, for offering help because that's crap but so i'm always very you know th- but thank you so much another time i'll take it up on, i'll take you up on it do you need help getting your bags out of the car, the, the shopping, you know, shopping bags? No, today I'm okay, but another day, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm all over it. But yeah, I think it's nice. Yeah, but, and you're absolutely... Sorry, go on. No, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you, no, I think I, I finished with Deborah Maiden didn't make me take my glasses off. Yeah. I think. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Yeah, shame on them for making people feel like that. Like, yeah. I, I can completely understand why people would be hesitant. Um, and I think as well, I think it's like men not wanting to open doors 
for women and mm. you know when did that happen <laughs> i remember going the tip so i have this thing like if if i'm a little bit stressed i clear the house out like i will do a charity shop run so rob's like where's my trousers where's that it's coming area and um, on this particular occasion, it was like the, the garden stuff. So like the, the car was full of all the garden stuff. And I, I remember going to the tip and kind of like looking at my car and then looking at the men who were working there and looking at the car. And then they came and helped me. But like, could I lift that myself? Yes, I could because I put it in there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I know I can. Yeah. But. Also, it is nice to have a bit of a hand and Isn't we're going to do it quicker because there's more of us. Yeah. So, yeah, shame on those people who have made people feel like that. I completely agree. Yeah, because it, it's never a bad thing to offer somebody help. Yeah. You know, because one day they might just be too embarrassed to ask for it themselves. Yes. You yeah. Know, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'd ask. Would I ask? Yeah, I would. I would ask. Yeah, I have asked. If you are going to ask, make sure you um, identify the person. Mm. So... You in the blue shirt, can you help me? If they're in a crowd, because um, otherwise no one will help you. Ah, uh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I had, um, it wasn't a very nice experience actually. So I was walking the dogs and um, Twent's the puppy. She was like a puppy puppy um, and Sam's old and he just kind of like walks next to me. And I saw the like the park ranger and I knew he was going to give me a hard time. I knew he was going to say something. He can't resist it. Mm. And they were felling trees, but not on this path, not during in this walk where we were going. But I just knew he was going to like say something. And I'd only brought one dog lead. I just forgot Sam's. But Sam's fine. He isn't going anywhere. He's 14. And um, we, were, we were in the woods, so we, he didn't need to be on a lead anyway. He was fine. There was no danger. And this guy was like, pre-dog on a lead. And I was like, I'm not going to engage with him because mm. he is a bully. I'm not going to engage, mm. I'm not going to engage. So I carried on walking and then I, I put Twents on a lead because I thought, well, we're, we're okay, but do you know what? Yeah, I will put her on a lead just because she's a little bit unpredictable at that time. And um, so the other one wasn't on a lead. And we're walking, walking. And I, so my nan had passed away. I just wanted to like reflect. Mm. I just wanted a peaceful walk. Didn't want any either. And he kept on following me. So he's getting speed on. Um, and I'm kind of like trying to, you know, walk away, not going to engage. And um, he goes, you ignorant bitch. Oh. And I said, excuse me, did you just call me an ignorant bitch while you've got a Staffordshire County Council shirt on and you're working for them on, and you're on the clock? She goes, oh, he's got selective hearing then, have you? And I was like, look, don't speak to me like that again. And um, I carried on walking. And some people would be like, "Well, why didn't you just answer him?" But I like he mm. is a bully. Like mm. I've, I've, I've seen You've him in encounters with other people. Before. Yeah. Right. So I carried on. And he will not stop following me. I'm on my own in the woods. And anyway, I get to this like path, and there's a group of volunteers fell in the trees. And by this time, I am distressed, mm. and I am swearing quite a lot, and I'm. But I'm not swearing at him, mm, insulting mm, him. Mm. I am saying in various ways, leave me alone. Mm. Because I don't want him to see me cry. Mm. And he's laughing at the other side of the camera because he's, he's been filming me while he's um, been chasing me. And not one of the men helped. Not one of them said, oh, do you know what, Dave? Leave. I don't know if oh, he's yeah, called Dave. Yeah. She's had enough now. Leave her alone. Yeah. So I wrote a complaint and um, 
he then started saying, I just want to make sure everyone's safe and I want to make sure it's a safe space for everyone. I'm like, look, you are causing this problem. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, so I complained to the council and they said all that video did was proved, showed evidence that you were acting irrationally and your dog was off a lead. And I kept on saying on the video, like, you're you're taking this out of context now. You haven't got any of the, the video before when you were following me. You know, you're making out that I'm doing this. Like, leave me that. Because oh, I was really mad. I was really distressed. I was on my own. And he, yeah, he would yeah. not have done that if I was with my husband. And the point being for me saying that is because of the bystander effect, mm. a group won't help you. Yeah. So if you are going to ask for help, yeah. identify someone. You in the purple hat. You in the blue top, yeah. you in this, that, yeah. and the other. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I never, th- I never thought of that. But that's a, that's a terrible story. I was like, it wasn't one of my proudest moments. No, but it's um, intimidating, and it's and it's bullying at it, its worst. Yeah, but that that was what the video showed. It was me. Yes, of course, I'm going to act irrationally because I'm distressed. Yeah. Like you know, if you were to actually go through those words that I'm saying, yes, there are swear words, but every single one was leave me alone yeah. back off please yeah just leave so yeah he'll get what is coming well hopefully with a, with <laughs> maybe a t- glitter with a touch of karma <laughs> in 18 months <laughs> if you're watching this well it's been a year now Dave <laughs> six oh, months well, to go have you chosen the colour yet <laughs> <laughs> so to end on France because I didn't know about France mm. tell me about that mm. it was a it was a a, a, a mm. It wasn't an impulsive decision. We used to go on holiday when I was from the age of about 13, 14, 15, 16 and onwards and upwards to France. Um, and I used to live it. <clears throat> I've, I've always felt I've been a bit of a, a frustrated sort of Francophile. Love the language, love the food, love the culture and everything about it. So um, Richard and I decided we'd move to France um, and we bought a house out there um, with a with a house, a holiday house that needed a lot of work doing to it. So we, we would we would do this this house up and rent it out as a, a holiday house, a gite. And we did that and we've, we've, we still own it actually. We're just in the process of selling it now. But we lived there for four years oh, and it was amazing. And we bought, we, we bought, we adopted two French dogs, learned a lot of French to speak to those French dogs. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, we came back with two, two French dogs that we never went with. Um, and yeah, but we, we came back. And are they bilingual now? Three years ago, they are fully bilingual. Yeah. And also the English dogs are bilingual also. So we have a huge big uh, Newfoundland who was born in Yorkshire that is now French. He speaks French as well. Um, <laughs> Do you a French accent? It, <laughs> no, your Yorkshire accent speaking French? Buddy, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how Buddy talks. Everybody knows Buddy. Buddy's a big, he's a big thing on Instagram. Sometimes when we go on holiday, I leave Buddy in charge of messages <laughs> and people send him messages. <laughs> Hi, bud. Yeah, he's, he's ace. But France was, yeah, France was exciting. And I, I knew that this was a time when I was um, a, an upright walking amputee, so I was quite active. It was before I had back trouble, before other bits fell off and I was super active and I was slimmer and I was blonder and younger and doing all that. And I, I kind of always knew that I'd have a window to, to live this dream. And, you know, in true fashion, we thought, well, we'll stuff it. We just got to do it. And sure enough, I always felt that I'd have about five good years of walking and working. And, and you know, wherever we've gone, we've worked. Um, 
And yeah, well, I, I got robbed a little bit because it was about three going on four and I needed oh. back surgery. And But three solid years, it was good. You know, we did a lot of work. We did a lot of things, sightseeing. I learned to ski and yeah, it was just great. Um, but then in the end, it got the better of me because I couldn't do the work any longer and Richard had to do everything. Mm-hmm. And it became more of a, a chore than a, a, a pleasure. So that was when we came back here. And that was when we, we decided to focus 100% on the business. But France was amazing. I mean, it was lovely. And I, I, I spoke reasonably good French for a while, but I haven't said a word since I came back in three years, apart from bonjour just now. <laughs> and croissant occasionally. <laughs> I love that. I just absolutely love your attitude to life and just kind of like doing these things. Yeah. Working out later. Yeah. I'll just get it done. I didn't want to be the person that had always wanted to do that. But then the opportunity had run out mm-hmm. um, I saw my dad kind of go through that as a as a person losing his sight um, because of a, a macular degeneration he'd always wanted to travel around Spain and, and France with a, a, a motorhome and by the time he got the motorhome he was losing his sight and then by the time you know he'd, he'd lost his sight they, they really hadn't done much at all so and I just thought god you know that I don't want to be that mm-hmm. so while I know that I've got some good years left in me let us go and do that little adventure and we did and you know I'm, I'm so glad we did and now we're just living another adventure here and it's you know we'll be going on to the next one and is there anything on your bucket list i want to go to venice but i don't think venice is very me friendly i've never been i don't think that's I, the canals isn't it yeah i don't think maybe if you would find a way I'd find a way i'm imagining me on a paddleboard just going down the um, down down the canals on my own. Richard in a gondola behind me, he's probably Singing. throwing stuff at me <laughs> with his trumpet, yeah, whistling the national anthem. Um, we could do that. Yeah. What else do I want to do? Do you know what we? Me and Rob went to Venice and Verona, and I can't remember how long. Um, we spent more time in Venice and less time in Verona, but we wish we'd done it different. Mm. We wish we'd spent more time in Verona. In Verona. But we did enjoy Venice. Yeah, maybe I need to go to Verona then. I don't know. There's No, not at the minute. There's nothing else on my bucket list, but I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Well, we're accountability sisters now because we're both doing books. We surely are. We're going to write a book. That is now on my list. <laughs> these... I'll just give you a job. It's going to be homework. Things I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> And and a bit more of this, a bit more podcasty sort of talking type type stuff because I think it's it's important. I've learned loads about you tonight doing this, and you know when we spoke at Nadex and we just kind of scratched the surface of each other. But I've I've learned so much about you that I probably wouldn't have had I read the same transcript. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is so important. Yeah, yeah. And and just that that sort of looking into someone's face and it's 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 seeing it light up when you smile and seeing it light up when you talk about your fat knees. And <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got that from a transcript, wouldn't I? <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. It's been a while since I told that story because um, <laughs> yeah, I'm working on them. I am working on them. But how do you how do you focus on that area? You I don't know. You can't. <laughs> Everything just goes to my knees. Everything I use, I just say straight to my knees and my and my bunny. And um, is there any questions that you think I should have asked? I don't think so. I think we've covered like my life. Oh, fantastic! Well, thank you very much. And just remind us again, what date is your pop up store? Pop up store at the Metro Centre is the 
3rd, 4th, 5th and 6th of November. Absolutely fantastic. Hopefully we'll have some good news from the awards on Friday. Yes, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Complete pleasure. Can't thank you enough. (laughs) 